Gracious God, we thank you for this opportunity to preach your word again. We pray that you will bless your preacher today as well as your hearers. In Jesus' name, amen. Our scripture text for today comes from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And the word of God reads, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I want to preach today with the help of the Holy Spirit. I solicit your prayers from the subject, His Name. His Name. The prophet Isaiah was God's anointed and appointed messenger to the people of Judah. While his calling was glorious, his task was challenging. Why? Because he had to confront the people of Judah with hard truth. The hard truth was that they had broken God's law. They had rebelled against God and would have to face the consequences of their sins and their rebellions. Yet in the midst of his prophecy of doom and gloom, Isaiah delivered a message of hope. He delivered a message of hope that would be found in the King of Glory, Jesus Christ, God's Son, Messiah, Savior of the world. Who is this King of Glory? Who is God's Son, Messiah, Savior of the world? Well, that's a great question, and I'm sure the people of Judah had the same question. The answer is found in four descriptive names that reveal the character of Jesus. In other words, Isaiah gave them the names of the Messiah, God's son, Jesus, who was to come in four descriptive ways. Verse 6 begins, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful. The first character, uh, a descriptive name of Jesus pointed out by Isaiah, is his name shall be called Wonderful. The word Wonderful comes from a Hebrew word, Pela, which means miracle. Now watch closely. In, in Luke, Chapter 1, verse 31, when the angel Gabriel goes to visit Mary, the virgin Mary, with the news that after her not knowing a man that she would uh, bring forth uh, a son, she would conceive and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus, he was talking about, Gabriel was talking about Pela. He was talking about a miracle. He was talking about a wonderful happening. Now, as we approach the celebration of Christmas 2020, the voice of Isaiah, that great prophet to, Jew, to Judah, reverberates down the corridors of time, encouraging us, encouraging us as Good Hope members, encouraging us as the church universal around the world, encouraging us in the midst of all of the happiness all around us, encouraging us not to lose sight, not to lose sight 
and not to disengage from the wonderful name of Jesus. One of the ways we will not lose sight or disengage from the wonder of the name of Jesus is for us to think about the wonderful, the marvelous, the splendid, the stellar, the spectacular things he has done for us. Remember, Isaiah said his name shall be called Wonderful. One of the ways for us to keep his name in the forefront of our lives is to remember the grand, the great, and the glorious things he has done for us. When we think about how Jesus lived for us, when we think about how Jesus died in our place, when we think about how Jesus rose from the grave with all power in his hands, and when we recount and when we recall and when we reflect on how good the Lord has been to us, how he has guided us, how he has provided us for us, how he has protected us, how he has healed us and how he has helped us, we can't help but affirm the assertion of Isaiah concerning the wonderful name of Jesus. Yes, my brothers and sisters in Christ, his name is wonderful. But second, Isaiah says, his name shall be called Counselor. Imagine having Jesus as your personal counselor. One who is always with you. One who is willing and able to coach you and to counsel you and to carry you if need be, through every situation. Watch this. He's available 24 hours a day. He's available seven days a week. He's available 365 days a year. Not only that, Jesus, our wonderful counselor, is never too busy to answer us, never too busy to guide us, Never too busy to protect us and provide for us. Jesus, this wonderful counsel Isaiah said would come to the people, even in the midst of all of their distress. Jesus, he's never preoccupied with the events of a chaotic, a confused, and a crumbling world. He's never, he's never too preoccupied. But not only is he always available to counsel you, He's always available to help you. Isn't that amazing? That, that you have a counselor. Isaiah said he's a counselor. Not only is he able to, to counsel you uh, and be with you, but he's able to, to, to help you. All right? Let's look at it this way. Jesus, our counselor, is available to help us. There, there's not a problem he can't solve. There's no person he can't handle. There's no cold he can't crack. There's no stress he can't stop. There's no storm he can't stabilize. Jesus is able to deal with any mountain. You must climb any valley. You must scale any river. You must cross any temptation or any trouble that comes your way. That's why him genius, Joseph Skiven, could write with great confidence 
conviction and courage. The words, have we trials and temptation? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Just take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. In other words, him genius Joseph Skimmings agrees with the words of Isaiah. We have a Savior in Jesus who is able to help us irregardless of the situations, the circumstances that we face. Third, Isaiah says, his name shall be called Mighty God. I love that his name shall be called Mighty God. Listen, my brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to understand, we need to comprehend, we need to embrace the wondrous reality that we serve a Savior. We serve a Savior who is mighty and powerful. In other words, our Lord has all power. He's an almighty God. Notice what Isaiah says at the beginning of verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. Isaiah is talking about a mighty Savior. In other words, that phrase is government, the government shall be upon his shoulder, is a phrase that means that the entire governing affairs of the world will be subject to the sovereign rule and the supreme authority of Jesus. That's what Isaiah said. He's coming, y'all. And when he comes, he will have sovereign power, sovereign reign, sovereign control over the whole world. Well, some people in positions of power, some people in positions of prominence and prestige suffer intensely from a sickness called delusions of grandeur. When one suffers from delusions of grandeur, he or she has been deceived into thinking, into believing that they are running things. Let me say that again. When one is suffering from delusions of grandeur. They have been duped. They have been hoodwinked. They have been deceived into thinking that they are actually running things, that they are sitting in the seat running things. Well, like Pharaoh, who thought he was running Egypt. I know you've been enjoying reading uh, through your, through your one-year Bibles, and when you came to Exodus, you saw that whole misnomer on behalf of Pharaoh who really thought that because he was sitting in the seat, that because he had the titles, he really believed that he was all-powerful and that he was running things. Like King Nebuchadnezzar, who thought he was running Babylon. Oh, Babylon was a great nation, and Babylon was a powerful nation, and Babylon had put down many enemies for many years, and here was King Nebuchadnezzar, who was really deceived, dude hoodwinked into thinking that he was actually running things. 
like King Herod, who thought he was really running Rome. Like cruel and oppressive rulers throughout history who deceived themselves and deceived their followers into thinking that they were ultimately in charge. But Isaiah had news for the people then and his news is still as prevalent and as relevant for us today. Here it is. Jesus born in Bethlehem laid in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So it is Christmas serves as a monumental reminder that Jesus Christ, not any other man, not any other woman, not your supervisor, not your so-called boss, not anybody else, but Jesus Christ is our all-powerful Savior, get this y'all, who opens doors no one can close. He has opened doors for you to go through, to walk through, doors on your job, opportunities in school, doors for you to buy your home, doors to do many things that you wanted to do. Jesus opened the doors because he is an all-powerful Savior who opens doors that no one can close. He closes doors that no one can open. Jesus, our blessed Redeemer, our Savior, our Lord, fights for us, provides for us, picks us up when we are down, carries us through, brings us out, makes a way out of no way, and then he specializes in things that seem to be impossible. I love the text from last week, Luke 1, 37, where the angel of the Lord Gabriel told Mary that with God, nothing will be impossible. Well, that's the message of Isaiah. He prophesied that our great king, our great God, our great savior would come and nothing would be impossible for him. He's our king. He's our Lord. He's our Redeemer. He's our mighty God. Let me say that again. For those who trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, He's our King. He's our Lord. He's our mighty God. Now, I know some folk don't like that, but praise Jesus, it is what it is. If you are a Christian, Jesus is your king. Jesus is your Lord. Jesus is preeminent in your life. Jesus is priority number one in your life. Jesus is ultimate sovereign, ruling Lord over your life. Not man, not woman, not a person in a particular position, but Jesus Christ alone. Fourth Isaiah says, his name will be called Everlasting Father. His name, his, his name will be called Everlasting Father. Isaiah points out in the text that the permanency of God, that we have the permanency 
of God because our inheritance is through our relationship with Jesus. John 3.16 states the matter like this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's your permanent relationship with God. Irregardless of what anybody else says, thinks, or believes, you are permanently related to God through Jesus Christ. You are his son, his daughter. Nothing, nobody, anything will ever be able to take that away. Well, Christmas is a special time of year. A special time of year to rejoice and celebrate that we have an everlasting Father in Jesus who grants eternal life to all who trust in Him. That's the beauty of it. Fifth and finally, Isaiah says His name shall be called Prince of Peace. Isaiah was prophesying during a very difficult time of the people in Judah. They were going through some hardships, some hard times. They, 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 they were struggling in a, in a lot of ways. But, but, but Isaiah promises that the coming Messiah will be called the Prince of Peace. In other words, Isaiah says that your peace is coming. You're in turmoil now, but your peace is coming. You have trouble now, but your peace is coming coming. You're facing difficult situations, but Isaiah said to the people that peace is coming. Peace is in route. Peace is on the way. Well, here's the reality. Here's the reality. We live in a world where people are frantic. We live in a world where people are anxious. People are uptight. People are uneasy. A world where people are worried. People have no peace. Here is y'all. Because they don't have a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. The Prince of Peace. While money has its function. Money can't buy peace. Money can't buy peace. Education has its place. I'm so pleased uh, that 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 God has provided a way for us to uh, to get higher education, and it is wonderful when we uh, use our education to bring glory and honor to His name. When we use our education to promote God's kingdom agenda, when we use our education to bless the church and bless our communities and. Bless our state, our nation, and the world. It's a wonderful thing. But can I tell you something? Education will not provide you with peace. Power and prominence and prestige all have their place. If God has elevated you to a position of power, prominence, prestige, if God has put you in a corporation, or, or put you in a system or place you in a job or career where you're using your power and prominence and position to promote kingdom agenda, to do the right thing, to help people, to bless people. That's great. But your position, which will end, by the way, 
and your power, which will end by the way, and your prominence, which will end by the way, will not bring peace. The government, the military, the, the, the government, the military, the right to bear arms. I mean, it has its place, but no matter, no matter how strong the military is, it will not bring you that eternal peace. No matter how many, no matter how many guns people own, people can have an arsenal in their homes, but it will not bring, it will not provide peace on the inside. That's because real peace, lasting peace, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, that peace that Paul talked about, that peace of God, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, real peace can only be found when we have a genuine, authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. When we have accepted him as king, of our lives, Lord of our lives, Savior of our lives. That's when peace comes. So this Christmas, with all the gifts you give and receive, may you know his name. Praise his holy name. With all that's going on around us, may we know his name. May we rejoice in his name. May joy flood our souls because of his name. May we celebrate his name. May we appreciate his name. May we congregate virtually in his name. May we rejoice that we have the privilege of knowing his name. And what's his name? His name is wonderful. What's his name? Don't forget it. His name is counselor. What's his name? His name is mighty God. What's his name? His name is everlasting father. What's his name? His name is prince of peace. What's his name? His name is Jesus. His name is, is Jesus. When him poet penned it like this, him poet wrote, Jesus, Jesus, oh, what a wonderful child. Jesus, Jesus, so lowly, meek and mild. New life. Is there anybody listening to me today? You have new life because of Jesus. New hope. Is there anybody listening to me today? You have new hope. New joy he brings. Is there anybody here that has joy in your heart? Listen. As a hymn poet pen, listen to the angels sing. Glory. Glory, glory to the newborn king. So as we approach celebrating another Christmas, Christmas 2020 is not that far away. Let us love his name. 
Let us preach his name. Let us proclaim his name. Let us tell the world of his name. And let us praise that wonderful name of Jesus. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father, praise his holy and righteous name. If you're here today and you're listening to me, and you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, today is a good day to do it. The time is right. You don't know what tomorrow will bring. You don't know what the next moment will bring. Maybe you're struggling in life and you have no peace and Maybe your heart has been broken, your mind is troubled. We want to extend to you an opportunity today to come to know Jesus. Come to know the Prince of Peace. And most of all, come and let him save you of his, your sins. You might want to pray something like this. Father, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I repent of my sins. And today I'm trusting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that heart, that prayer today, and you believe in Jesus, trusted him, open your heart. Welcome to the family of God. And we encourage you to connect with the church virtually as the Lord leads. Now may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord always be gracious unto you. And may he grant you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen.